This might be a short clip. Uh, it's fucking cold. It is March the 18th. March is always cold. Uh, day after St. Patrick's Day. I did have a beer. I had a Kilkenny last night while I barbecued some excellent lamb chops. Uh, Nalco had them spiced just right. Daniel made the uh, rice and broccoli to go with it. And, uh, yeah, that was that. Today, Saturday, I am out on my deck I realized I got Dan to shovel off all the snow off the deck. And uh, then the little that was left melted. But god damn, it's cold. Uh, but it's it's all I can do. You know, it's a big bother to get into the car and drive somewhere. I mean, it just the setup of getting out, being dependent on using this roller. I, I got to get a better word for it. This... This walker, the walker, wheeled walker, whatever. Um, it's just a, it's a bother. But I can open the sliding doors off our dining room and just wheel this right out onto the deck, which I did last night for the barbecue. And then I sing with the seat while I'm barbecuing. I can actually sit down right by the barbecue, pop it open, look at it, you know, and uh, and manage. Um, so. That's something. Uh, there's a it's cloud covered. There's a bit of a sun trying to come out, which is why I'm out here. I'm just I find since this happened well over a month ago, this uh, inability to walk without uh, you know without fear of falling. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, I've been just watching an awful lot of TV. I, I continue to find great stuff, which which makes passing the time okay. I'm watching a show on Netflix now called Safe. Uh, just a mystery story, but uh, British. And the British ones are always so much better. What I love about it is the actors, they're not all beautiful, handsome people. They're just regular-looking people who are good actors. And, and it's just its wonderful that... I mean, acting should be about characters, you know, personalities, individuals, people you might, you know, you could believe are real and uh, not out there like on uh, daily time soap operas because they're beautiful or handsome. Anyway, it's very, very good. I'll be, it'll be finished all too soon. I'll have to search for another one, but I keep finding them. Fortunately, I keep finding them. Oh, damn it. I just found a receipt I had lost the other day. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. All right. Um, in my coat pocket, I got a coat on because it's cold. I got a hat too, and uh, no, I could do with mittens. Anyway, enough of the weather report. I, I don't have anything in specific to talk about. Um, I put up my last podcast two days ago, and uh, felt it was time to start another. And uh, here we are, and here I am, just wasting time. It, it is this. It's the warm up. And, of course, being cold, it's getting harder to warm up. I'm better off when I'm in my car and I can turn on the radio. God damn. I'm not going to last very long out here. This will just be a short introduction. I did have something I really want to talk about. I was really fired up and got very emotional and very angry. And uh, 
rather than immediately start talking about it, I, I let it go and figured I could get away with ignoring it. But I can't. I, I'll just, I'm going to make it very, very brief. I'm not going to read out the whole story. It's just a news story that came up the other day. And it involved a woman who was a, um, a trainer uh, of arbitration and mediation. And she's, you know, a professional in the business, teaching a, a group of George Brown uh, college students. She was hired by another agency, I guess, to do this presentation. And um, it involved a couple of racist firefighters who were fired for the job for for racism. I don't know whether it was something they texted or said to somebody. But anyway, uh, she was doing this as a case study. Now, when I studied mediation, we did case studies all the time. And I don't mind telling you, I was really good at the role play part. I excelled at role play. And um, so... She was handing this to the students. Now, one of the firefighters in in real life and in her recounting of the story used the N-word, the word we're not allowed to say, especially if you're white, and um, used it, you know, in, in in the racist sense. And in her recounting this story, she had a text on the screen showing the dialogue, and it had the word instead of N blank, 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 blank. She actually had the word written out. And furthermore, when she read it out, she actually said the word. It wasn't a case of a woman calling somebody by that name. She was reading uh, in, you know, for the sake of realism, this is what the firefighters did and why they lost their jobs. And, And I guess the exercise was how could this have been handled? Anyway, immediately afterwards, she was called by a student Uh, who was very upset that she had used the word. And bam, suddenly she's taken off the job. And I think this is appalling. I think it's ridiculous. She was not a racist. She was not using the word directed at somebody. She was simply recounting exactly what somebody said for the sake of, I guess, authenticity, realism in terms of telling the story. And bam, that made evening news. Woman fired for using the N-word called off a job. Anyway, she will have a very hard time in future getting other gigs at colleges. She would have a very hard time uh, being up for any promotion because it will just stick to her. And right away, the cowards who are behind it, nobody sticks up for her because you don't dare upset the students. She was just taken, taken, taken out, taken down. And that really bothers me. It's just, it's unfair. It's linking her with the racist. And of course, the students saying this is traumatic to us. And yes, it's not a good word to use. We don't use that word now. But it was, the, the, the punchline was, it's unacceptable, but especially coming from a white person. You know, she just happened to be a trainee who was white. Uh, can't, can't be done. Can't be undone. Bam. And it's, there's no there's no we use the word nuance there's no hope for discussion there it's just in black and white literally and that really bothers me and it's like you know you can't draw a cartoon of of uh the prophet you know on on threat of death this isn't death but this is you know your job's at stake and it's that same kind of mindset no, it's not. I guess I'm linking those together, and I shouldn't be, because I guess it's, those are two completely separate things, both of which bother me. 
and uh, there it is. So I got it out of my guess. I don't know. I just felt the need to share it. I think it's ridiculous that it's got to this point. Uh, we have made great progress. I grew up in a time when we were children playing games of tag or hide-and-go-seek. And you, we did one potato, two potato, three potato, four. You know that one. Uh, engine, engine number nine, going down Chicago line. If the train goes off the track, do you want the mother back? My mother and your mother were hanging out the clothes. My mother gave your mother a punch in the nose. What color was the blood? Red. R-E-D spells red, so out you may go. You know, these things that go on forever. But one of them was also, and this is when I go back, so before I'm eight years old, living in Valleyfield, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch an N-word by the toe. If he hollers, let him go, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. None of us knew what that was. None of us thought anything at all. It was just, who's he? all you care about is, I'm, am I going to be it? I don't want to be the one who's uh, going to have to chase everybody. You know, I want to be out. There was no thought. And, of course, maybe that was part of the problem. Now, we would certainly know children would not be seeing that little nursery rhyme. I'm just saying times have changed for the better, things are better but when you get to the point where one student can haul a teacher down and basically ruin their career, basically silence them, what is, what is the word we use on, uh, online when you are uh, forget it you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about I think that's outrageous and I cannot believe uh, the student who complained was talked about trauma, that they were really traumatized by that experience. I cannot believe that. So call me a racist if you like. Scarborough dude. That warmed me up a bit anyway. But uh, it's still too cold to stay out here. So uh, there you go. Uh, Milan, you can rest easy now. That was my story. <laughs> Thanks for listening, by the way. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. God damn, there's even a couple of snow flurries coming down. But, jeez, uh, you know, maybe if I got mittens I could come back out. I might try that just to sit here outside instead of being inside because it's, it's too much effort. I was a little depressed today thinking, God, you know, my, my good friend Shane out in Windsor lost uh, his, his second cat. Finally had to be put down, I guess, or died. Um, and it's such a loss, and I knew both those cats so very well, so it made me think of Windsor and all the visits I had, and I always had a special room to myself and time with the cats, and uh, they're no longer there. It's just that dog. But um, anyway, it made me think, gosh, you know, with this, if I'm dependent on this roller, roller walker, um, it's going to be very difficult even to visit them in their house in Windsor. Like, to go to somebody's house as a guest is one thing. With a cane, you can sort of manage to get around. But to actually have to wheel something like this, and of course they have these wonderful new houses that has uh, stairs and things, which I've already fallen down once. So, um, yeah. Made me think, gosh, anything I do now. And again, sorry, this I don't want this to sound like self-pity. It's just... It's awakening awareness. Um, anything I do now is just that much more difficult, that much more complicated, that much harder, that much more time-consuming, involves that much more energy. And uh, that's it. We'll find out, I guess, is it, if this is permanent or not. I don't know. Skyro Dude, signing out. Sorry. Bye for now.
Come back later. There'll be more. It'll be. I'll be. I'll be singing a different tune. Bye for now. Discover Dude, back at you. Who else did you expect to find on this show? It's me. It's uh, Monday, March 20th. Moving into spring. Still a little cold, but uh, at least the sun is shining. I am at um, Bluffers Park. You might be able to hear the geese quacking. Lots of people out and around. It's getting close to the time when uh, the snowbanks will be gone and I might be able to get my four-wheeler walker up on some of these paths. But right now, I mean, I, I couldn't do it. There's a huge pile of snow right where, you, where you'd have to enter, and I can't climb over that. Not going to whine, but yeah, I am going to whine. I'm, no, I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm really pissed off. Uh, something that was unavoidable. Today I had um, one chore to do, get cat food uh, for Yuki. I went to Shoppers, a can that used to be 99 cents, usually sometimes 89 cents, but never more than that. Cheaper if you bought a whole box. Um, was $1.89 at Shoppers Drug Mart. For the, exactly the same can from the same producer, and you know, absolutely ridiculous price. Uh, a little cheaper if you bought four of them, uh, but not by much. Anyway, I needed cat food. I just needed, and because I'm going with a stroller and it's a big production, and I knew I, I deliberately chose this shoppers because. Um. I knew where the accessible parking was. I knew how to get in. I knew it was a big shop. I knew my way around. I'll do that one. It's just down Kingston Road, close to me. So that's the one I chose. Um, Now I'll jump to the ending. I came out with a can of extra meaty dog food. So (laughs) my bad. Uh, I was reading what is it, you know, and they had a pate or they had the one with gravy. And, of course, I wanted... Yuki prefers chicken and gravy. But when you look up at the top, you see a picture of a little happy dog, not a pussycat. So i got to go back. Now, when I went in, I, I was, you know, it's it's something. i got to be very careful getting out of the car, opening the back, closing the front, opening the back door, getting the stroller out, folding it, unfolding it. You know, getting grips on, getting into the store, picking up a basket, putting it on the seat. It's just everything is just you're aware of each step. Everything is just a little harder. Normally, you walk in the store, you don't even think. You just go in. But now that I'm encumbered by needing to use this walker, it's a very different story. You're thinking. In fact, I was thinking about it last night, about this particular shop and how am I going to actually shop. And then it dawned on me, oh, the basket's probably just the right size to actually sit on your seat. So, yeah, you just put a basket on the seat and then put the stuff in the basket and bring it up to the cash. 
So, did that, brought it up to the cash. Cash is closed. There's only one cash in this store. A lot of um, self-serves. One cashier, and there's a woman standing there, but the sign says closed. And she looks at me and she says, I'm really sorry, but the the management says I, I can't. And she couldn't serve me. She could not open the cash just for me. She said, but I, but I can I help you? And I, 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 I reacted politely to her because she was so polite. She was an older lady. Um... She really was under instruction. She'd lose her job, probably, or be threatened, you know, if she disobeyed. No, she has to direct me to the cash. She says, but I can help you. And I said, no, I, I can manage, but I'm not happy about it. And I was really pissed off. Hey, I'm a customer. i got two items in my bag. I want to pay for them. I just want to have a friendly, hello, how are you, chat with the cashier, pay for them, be on my way. No, I've got to go to the machine. And meanwhile, I'm struggling. I got the basket there. I got to get these things. I haven't. I wasn't reading the instruction. She said, "I can do that for you." And I'm not looking at the screen. I have to bend down for it. It's a great fucking inconvenience. Goddamn inconvenience for shoppers. Bad enough they're overcharging me, but they are charging, making me do my own checkout by scanning each item. Fuck you. This is really, really, really bad. Sir, I beep the horn and somebody's staring at me. Why'd you beep? I, I'm just so pissed at that. This is outrageous. And she was apologetic. She said, I'm sorry. And, and she had to guide me through it because I was making mistakes by this point. You know, scan and then re- got to go back to the screen. You got to scan. You got to put on your, you know, and, and meanwhile, you got this voice, the computer voice saying, thank you very much. Fuck you. Uh, it's outrageous that it's come to that point that I'll go into a shoppers for a simple thing like cat food. I cannot talk to another human. Well, I did. We had an exchange because she was stuck. And I said, I'm absolutely furious. I thank you for your kindness because she went out of her way to be helpful. She had no choice in the matter. And she said, I'm not happy either. Like, she'd rather be standing behind the cash talking to people, helping people, doing stuff. She doesn't want to be walking up and walking every old person through the self-checkout. Honestly, fuck you, Shoppers Drug Mart. That's so I don't know where to take this. I'm taking it out on my podcast, which nobody hears. But I really, I have to get, I've got to get feedback. I, I got a bill here. I've got to go back anyway, damn it, because I got dog food. Final receipt number, import, retain this copy for your record. Um, points, current points balance, 17,000. I don't know. No no customer complaint. Maybe on the back, yeah, probably. Anyway, you know, do I want to go to the trouble of actually writing to the corporate headquarters and complaining? Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Disgusting. Uh, anyway, all right. I, I know. I don't want to waste any more time. I don't want to give fucking shoppers any more of my time. But damn it, damn it, damn it. All right. So where are we? <laughs> I, I'm just so soured by that. I'm so pissed off. I mean, it was hard enough me go, making the effort to go in with my stroller, and then to have to do a self checkout. Going back is my problem, and I don't mind that. And now, of course, I'll have to see a cashier because I'm not going to really try and take something back using a machine. No way. I will need that moment to open up the cash for me. So there's something in that. 
<sighs> I don't even know if I had other things to talk about. I, I just finished this other series, and maybe I mentioned it, called uh, Safe by God. It was really good. Eight-part series, British again. Um, let's see if we got notes for 937. Uh, 938. Sorry, welcome to Dixon Chains, 938. Innocence. Not a highly evolved human. I'm referring to myself. I, I like to think, you know, I always wanted to be cool. I always wanted to have my shit together. I always wanted to be, you know, I learned something from all my trippy stuff, my hash and my acid trips. Yeah, man. I get it. Um, <laughs> and I don't feel I've evolved very much at all. I, I'm just basically I'm the same person I always was. I, I've, ma- I've made very little progress in life. Uh, <laughs> and part of it is due to laziness, you know. Probably takes work to be a better person, kinder. I, I'm, I'm definitely. I don't know. I keep thinking I'm not compassionate, and yet I, I you know, the, the person who the walker who goes around the park. I feel compassion to him. I felt compassion to this lady at the shoppers today. So I do. It's not that I don't care about people. I'm not a complete narcissist. I just. I need more deep-rooted compassion and maybe I need some for myself you know, it might be really time, as strange as that may seem to be a little more forgiving of myself on my shortcomings, because boy I know some other people out there who are absolutely clueless about how they present themselves won't give any names, but boy oh boy, I can see it I can smell it People who just really don't have that much self-awareness, and would be better would be better if they did have just a little, you know, in terms of perhaps things like humility. All right. Anyway, uh, innocence. I I heard a couple of songs, a couple of love songs. They just came up on random shuffle on my uh, iPhone while I was doing the dishes and you know a Beatles song and whatever and just these little lovey-dovey songs about how much they love you and want to kiss you and and I thought wow I remember that like I, I, I know I've talked about this before the, you know the smell of a girl's hair if you're dancing you know lucky enough to do cults cult dancing you know kind of trying to pull her into you a little bit so you could feel those things against you anyway uh, but just you know the the and the and I was so naive and I was so innocent when I was younger and it took me a long time to get up the courage you know and I was you know literally that the courage it took to put your arm around a girl in the movie theater uh and so, but I, I don't regret, I mean, I'm glad for that. And I really feel badly for kids who've grown up with the crap that's on television that they've been exposed to, but far worse, the porn that they probably can't avoid, that it's going to come up at some point in their lives. And this, if not at school, from other kids who've never had any innocence to start with because of their family background. And it's sad. It's terribly sad for people to be aware of, I guess, raw sex maybe, you know, before they're ready for it. You know, bring back that little bit of, I love you, honey, every time I see you. 
my heart goes all pippity pap. Now I did have that when I uh, first met the uncle, so it doesn't. It's not something that necessarily disappears. Um, you can feel that kind of love. Ah, those special feelings that you don't have control over. That you just, oh my God, seriously. Meeting an alcohol was like that for me. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll leave it there. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. It just happened to be a note. Innocence. Podcast Dixon James 938. Innocence. Not a highly evolved freedom. Oh, and then freedom above all else. I guess... I think a lot of people forget, we here in the Western world, we here in certain parts of the Western world, I probably, I guess you can include a lot of Europe um, and certainly North America, have this tremendous amount of personal freedom to watch what we want, to listen to what we want, to go to where we want, to work or not work as we want, to travel this, this, this amazing thing without having to go checkpoints to get permission to do this and that like you have in other countries. And, and, and actually, to a large degree, a freedom from the fear of, you know, police knocking at your door in the middle of the night. Now, I know that's not true for everybody, but just generally speaking, certainly easier if you're white. I know that. And um, that you can just get in your car and go somewhere. And I, and I, you know, it'd be so easy to lose that. And uh, we don't want to. And I guess I, I guess maybe what I'm saying is I don't think we uh, who have this amount of freedom, freedom from war, freedom from hunger, freedom from, you know, uh, authority, um, in spite of all the things we need, we should be angry about, you know, capitalism that's out of control. Um, we need to be aware of that. We need to be grateful for that. We need to maybe even celebrate that. And I guess a lot of people do. I don't know. I don't have anything else. Just a freedom above all else, you know. It counts. So there you go. I'm I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to go back to this Shoppers Drug Mart with my bill and my can of dog food. And uh, maybe the cat food is cheaper and maybe they'll have to give me a refund and... It'll involve a cashier and her actually behind the counter, as opposed to me standing at a machine that's talking to me when I don't want it talking to me. Oh, my God. Honestly, 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 I've been exposed and I've refused and I've deliberately gone to those machines and acted stupid and just had somebody come over and do it all for me. But in this case, this woman was just was just kind and felt compassion for me. She wanted to help me. She wanted to take me through the cash. She couldn't. So uh, yeah, help me, direct me. Where do I? Where do I? Uh, where do I find? Nah, I, yeah, well, what does it do to complain? You just don't shop there anymore. Scarborough dude, signing out from uh, Thompson Park, Bluffers Park, Bluffers Park. Looking out at the water on a beautiful sunny, almost spring day. Take care of yourselves, boys and girls. And uh, if sometimes I complain. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I complain. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Bye for now.
every other song that I've heard lately Some fellow gets shot And his baby and his best friend both die with him As likely as not In half of the other songs some cats cry Are ready to die We've lost most all of our happy people And I'm wondering why Let's think about living Let's think about loving Let's think about the hooping and the hopping And the bopping and the loving, lovey dovey Let's forget about the whining and the crying The shooting and the dying And the fellow with a switchblade knife Let's think about living Let's think about life We lost old Marty Robbins down in El Paso a little while back. And now Miss Patty Page, or one of them, is a wearing black. And Kathy's clown has Don and Phil where they feel like a faker to die. If we keep on losing our singers like that, I'll be the only one you can buy. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the lovey, lovey, dovey. Let's forget about the whining and the crying and the shooting and the dying and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying and the shooting and the dying and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Uh, ding ding. I'm not going to reach into the glove compartment to haul out my bell. You'll just have to make do with that. Um. Okay. I'm back, and I'm in a new place. In fact, I'm I'm doing a first. I'm parked at a local Cedarbrook Community Center. Um, I just went in. I figured I parked here because I just wanted... I knew the location. It was close to where I was. And uh, it's like a park, except I can't get into the park without going down about three flights of stairs, and I certainly can't do that today. Um, So I'm parked above it all, looking down into the park, which is nice, but at the center. And as long as I was parked here, I said, well, I better go in anyway, just for practice, getting the roller in and out of the car and through doors and stuff. So I did that and had a very, very nice chat with the general manager, somebody who I had met before. He didn't remember me, and I didn't let on that we had met, but had a very pleasant chat. I went in to see, are there any programs for adults here? (laughs) Knowing the answer... Um, pretty well in advance. It's almost all focused on kids and after-school programs. It's right behind a, um, the high school, Cedarbrook, or Cedarbury Collegiate, where my uh, younger son went. And uh, so the answer was, well, we've got line dancing. This is after I just explained it was my first time coming in with my roller. And he looked at me and he said, but I, maybe that's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, even if I didn't have the roller, line dancing is not for me. And that was the only option. And the other one was uh, wood carving. And I guess the wood carving has gone on forever. And I think, oh, my God, what a shame. This is a place many, many moons ago I came in trying to start up 
a an adult conversation group, and uh, I wasn't able to sell it. It would have come down to funding. I would have needed funding, and I would have had to convince the city that it was a program worth funding. And uh, he pretty well made it clear that uh, chances were not likely, unless I had a specific focus. And if it was ESL. As I had mentioned, then uh, they'd put it up for contract and somebody else would get it after all my work uh, filing for the program. So that was that. Anyway, that's uh, ancient history. But today's a new day. The sun is out. It's quite beautiful. And I thought, okay, park the car, open the door, and sit in your rollator. So I'm sitting in my wonderful rollator. i got to come up with a new name. I do not like rollator. Uh, my four-wheeled walker is a bit of a mouthful. Four-wheeled walker. So I've got to come up with a nickname that uh, I can teach you and then, you know, shorthand for this. So uh, if, you got any, if you have any ideas, uh, let me know. My uh, friend in Vancouver, uh, Bruce, said, well, how about a bulletin? Instead of a rollator, it's a bulletin. My name's Bull, as you know. That's not bad. A bulletin. Got my bulletin out. Um, anyway, the idea is I, I'm parked with the door open and uh, very comfortable about getting in all the fresh air and making good use of this little machine. Now, I have just come from the library, the Cedarbury Library also. And my one job for today, I'm trying to give myself a job every day, a task, something to do. And today it was go to the library, which I haven't been since uh, last time I voted for a provincial election or, yeah, was it? municipal provincial election yeah um so went in today and of course my card had expired they had to renew it but that was all right and i took out three books so here's here's what's ahead (laughs) i'm going to tell you about the three books i took out today because i'm happy Uh, and my reason for this is uh, i've been exchanging emails every day with uh, barnacle bill aka bruce lifelong friend well since 1971 i guess um Drinking companion, traveling companion, you know, you know the deal. Uh, The guy I fight with all the time. Now, he reads all the time. He doesn't do social media. He has no use for it. And I've been complaining in emails to him, and I'm just spending too much time checking to see if there's any new likes or what's happening on Twitter. And and it's it's just a waste of time. And he's constantly reading books, uh, you know, detective novels and things that are quick to get through, but they, they pass the time. So that was just enough to put me over the over the top to say, all right, go out to the library and get some books. So that's what I've done. So I'm going to talk about that. Then I'm going to talk about uh, the call with my doctor. So if you're not interested in either of those topics, stop listening right now, fast forward to the end, or whatever. Uh, first book that I found on a shelf... Michelle Obama, The Light We Carry. Beautiful cover, beautiful picture of her, and uh, the byline. It's a, it's under autobiography. The byline is Overcoming in Uncertain Times. And I knew, I mean, I have so much respect for her and uh, Barrick, and I thought, this, this, uh, yeah, I can't go wrong with this, you know? So I'm just, I'm going to read from the back, just so you know what it's about. I've learned it's okay to recognize that self-worth comes wrapped in vulnerability, vulnerability, that's good, and that what we share as humans on this earth is the impulse to strive for better, always and no matter what. What we share is this impulse to strive for better, and I think, well, yeah, I tried, I don't succeed very well, but I try. We become bolder in brightness. Aha! 
but she's got light. If you know your light, you know yourself. And you see, I don't know my light. I know I've got some light because I have diehard friends who, who will stick by me and even continue to listen to this podcast. Um, you know your own story in an honest way. That's if you know your light, right? You know your own story in an honest way. In my experience, this type of self-knowledge builds confidence, which in turn breeds calmness and an ability to maintain perspective, which leads, finally, to being able to connect meaningfully with others. And this is, to me, and this to me is the bedrock of all things. One light feeds another. There you go. One light feeds another. One strong family lends strength to more. One engaged community can ignite those around it. This is the power of the light we carry. So that's very, quite inspiring and quite wonderful. But I'm, I'm just as interested, besides the light, in just what it was like. Uh, being the wife of the president, being the first lady, and you know, and all, because there's going to be a lot of that in the story, and bringing up her girls. So I'm, I'm thrilled with that one. That was the first book I saw. Um, shelf right behind it, the second book I saw, and this was, I figured, okay, now I want an easy reader, so nothing better than detective series that you can just breeze through and I got the iconic number one bestseller Ian Rankin and I have read stories by Ian Rankin before a master a genius and it is called a heart full of headstones the truth will come out and it will bury John Rebus and that's the main character in his detective novels so I don't need to say much more than this Rebus is one of British crime writing's greatest characters along with Holmes Prado and Morse the Daily Mail um, anyway, that'll be fun. And that that's just an easy read, right? Something I can get through without having to think too much, maybe late at night, maybe in bed. Okay, moving on to number three. Now, for number three, I had to take the elevator and go upstairs and go to the psychology section, which I have visited before. And I pulled out a few and put them back and then came upon this one on my second run down that aisle. The Positive Psychology of Synchronicity. Now, does that not fit? Does that not right for me because I talk about synchronicity on this podcast very often. Enhance Your Mental Health with the Power of Coincidence by Chris McKay. Now, Chris McKay is a clinical psychologist with 40 years experience. He regularly discusses the role of synchronicity in psychology at national and international scientific conferences, in newspaper articles, and on the radio, and as resident psychologist on the Australian well-being TV show Destination Happiness and gives his website... A profound introduction to deep concepts of mind, meaning, and the challenges of creating a life well-lived for everyone. All right. So I'm just going to read now. They've got a sticker over the top, so I can't read fully what it says. Synchronicity, the phenomenon of experiencing a striking and meaningful coincidence that connects our inner and outer worlds. Now, I like that. Connects our inner and outer worlds. And boy, oh boy, that's sure what I want to do. Synchronicity can act... You still with me? Pay attention, aren't you? Thank you. All right. Synchronicity can act as a guide along our life path, helping us through challenging times, restoring self-belief, and awakening a deeper understanding of ourselves and our destiny. 
writing for both practitioners and for anyone interested in mental health, well-being, and the opportunities offered by altered states of consciousness. Psychologist Chris McKay provides astounding case studies and many practical suggestions for working with synchronicity, from journaling and symbol analysis to dream interpretation and ideas for accessing flow. By God, isn't that amazing? He makes a passionate case that acknowledging synchronicity... Are you listening, Penelope? Because I think this, this would be geared towards you too, you know. As well as other forms of transcendent experience plays an important role in positive psychology, the science of well-being, enabling us to thrive and find fulfillment in life. All right, all right, all right. So there you go. Those are my three books. Um, Now, I think as people are starting to come out of the uh, community center, I think I'm going to put the stroller, my walker, my bulleter away and get back into the car where the seats, in fact, (laughs) are slightly more comfortable. So I'm going to stop here and I'm going to pick it up again because I want to share with you what the doctor had to say today. So I, I'm right now, I'm in a very happy place, uh, but boy, the sun has gone behind the clouds, it's cool, and uh, I have a tremendous craving for a Tim Hortons iced coffee, but I refuse to pay two fifty or whatever for it. Um, so I'm just doing without. I'm going to go home and have my cold water. Uh, but hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this and uh, start again. Bye for now. Okay, I'm I'm in the car and I'm back. Um, I got to say something about the library. It was full of teenagers from school. I mean, teenagers. When I say teenagers, these are big, full-grown adults. And I was kind of disgusted. And I know that's well. At what I saw, simply, I mean, sitting there with their feet on the tables, like I know uh, I saw a security guy come by and and tried to talk to a couple of them, but there there is so much attitude. And I, I only bring this up because I mean, we just had a story from Nova Scotia: students stabbed two staff members, and it's constant in Toronto: shootings at school, in school, outside school, stabbings. And the teachers and principals saying, I, we just can't handle it. Like, we can't control these anymore. And something has happened to our youth. I talked about innocence the other day. And just, I know, like, you know, in Japan, neighbors are allowed to scold children, you know, of other people's children. And they can report to the school. If they saw somebody doing something that wasn't right, like smoking where they shouldn't be or whatever or cursing, or whatever. They can call the school, and they can identify every... The, not just the school, but the year by the uniform the school is wearing. And they'll find out who did what wrong at the train station. Now, you might think that's going a little too far. Oh, my God, we're in communist China here? Uh, but people behaved. People had good manners. People were held accountable. Nobody seems to be held accountable. And you can imagine at home if they're that way. I I didn't even know what the parents would be like. But there is such attitude. And there's a kind of a meanness. And maybe underneath it all is an anger. And and maybe there's pain behind all that. There must be a reason. But on the surface, it's like, you know, the cracked windows. You know, if you don't repair the broken windows, you can 
can never hope to fix that city. And it strikes me that just a little things tell you know, hey, don't sit with your feet on the table. You can get the fuck out of the library, you know, you know, but what would they do? They get outside and smash a window? I don't know. It's just sad. It's sad more than anything. It's not me wanting just to scold. There's a, a sadness to it all that we've we seem to be at a point where there is no respect for anybody. Maybe adults for the students and the students for the adults and anybody for government and so on. It, it's just terribly sad. All right, moving on. I will be getting on. This is going to be a little bit of health matters here because I like to think that I'm informing a few people. Like, why did this suddenly happen to me? Why is it that suddenly Ken, who you knew could poke around with his cane, you know, a month ago, and now suddenly he needs a walker or he'll fall down? Hey, well, that's not right. Um, it is to do with spinal, a small spinal canal. Some people are born with a small spinal canal, and that is it. And that's why I have the, the root of all this is something called spinal stenosis, narrow spinal column, where nerves can be pinched. And as you get old and you get arthritis and you get growths on the bone, they can pinch nerves. And that's likely what's causing this pain I have every single day in my left leg. And it can affect your balance. So here we go. Okay, I'm going to read out to you what I've copied, you know, researched for your benefit, just in case you know somebody with any of these signs. Spinal stenosis happens when the space inside the backbone is too small. This can put pressure on the spinal cord and nerves that travel through the spine. Spinal stenosis occurs most often in the lower back and the neck. Some people with spinal stenosis have no symptoms. Others may experience pain, tingling, numbness, and muscle weakness. Symptoms can get worse over time, and that's what's happened with me. The most common cause of spinal stenosis is wear and tear changes in the spine related to arthritis. That is me. We have a family history of arthritis. People who have severe cases of spinal stenosis may need surgery. Now, five or more years ago, I had surgery on my spine and it eliminated my back pain they cut out the the lamina the little bits of bone they were able to surgically carefully so as not to cut any nerves or do any further damage you want a good back surgeon with a steady hand oh my god anyway surgery can create more space inside the spine this can ease the symptoms caused by pressure on the spinal cord or nerves but surgery can't cure arthritis so arthritis pain in the spine may continue. All right. So I went on to have something, a procedure called a bilateral laminectomy. And uh, how was it performed? The surgeon makes an incision in your back over the affected vertebrae. Mine was, what, L4, L5, I think, something like that. And moves the muscles away from your spine as needed. The surgeon uses small instruments to remove the bone spurs and the smallest amount of lamina necessary. In most cases, these operations help reduce spinal stenosis symptoms. But... Some people's symptoms stay the same or get worse after surgery. Surgical risks include infection, blood clot in a leg vein, tear in the membrane that covers the spinal cord. Oh, my God. So there you go. My family doctor called me and said, we've looked at the MRI results and your condition is worse. So they've seen in the spine and they see the the narrowing and the pinching of nerves is worse and maybe a growth of some of the bone spurs. And therefore, surgery is a possibility. Now, we're not going to do anything 
until I see my neurologist and she will have further information and, and will be more knowledgeable perhaps than my family doctor um, who when I asked him how were the results for my uh, nerve conduction test he hadn't looked at them they had been sent to him he had them on file but before the call for me which would you know four days in advance your doctor will be calling you on this day at this time he called an hour early but he had not really gone through my file he only called to mention one thing he had looked at and once again I don't want to pick on one guy but my god he's a little bit loosey goosey for a for a doctor okay so there you go. That's your uh, that's your update. I'm actually encouraged. I you know I was thinking even my wife probably thinking maybe I've got a worse disease. Maybe this is uh, Lou Gehrig's. Maybe I'm gonna you know the hands and the feet or you know the hands are gonna be next. No sign of that yet. Fortunately, uh, it may worsen, but there is one possibility of a surgery again. They may rule again, out against that having already done it once. That's possible. Um, but I just feel knowing what it is relieves some of the anxiety I'm feeling. And and if there's nothing that can be done, so be it. I'll just adapt. So uh, there you go. Kind of an an upbeat note. You know, the more you know, the more you can be understanding and... uh you know, having doubt and worry, you know, do I have cancer or not, is got to be a lot more scary. Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, the, uh, whatchamacallit, Cedar Bray Community Center. Bye for now. Three bells. Boys and girls, this is the end of the podcast coming up. I don't know how much time I've got left. I forgot to check before I left home. It is almost 10 o'clock on Thursday, March 23rd. And I am parked outside the, uh, well, Canadian Tire at Cedarbury Mall. That's my uh, Scarborough update. Um, I've just come from the drive-thru at Burger King. Now... I went online, I saw the two can dine for $7.99 special, you know, and that's two croissants with sausage and egg. I mean, they're really good. It's falling apart, but they're really good. Um, two little the tater tots and two coffees. So, I ordered that. He says, can I have the coupon number? Well, I don't have a coupon. So, I say, hang on. And already he's impatient with me. I need the coupon. There's nobody else in the line. I'm the only car driving through. So I, um, I say, hang on, hang on. And I go online. And it turns out what I do is I order it online. It's already connected to my credit card. And I pay. And he's still wanting my coupon so I can get this deal. And I say, no, I've done it. It's order number 21. And then I think he basically hung up on me because uh, I didn't hear from him again until I drove up. You know. Anyway, <laughs> I got what I wanted. You know, one way or another. Nothing I did really wrong. But uh, but I, it's a great deal. Eight dollars. So it means I get to take home a coffee for my son, a really tasty sandwich, and those lovely tater tots. That is a deal. Better than the fucking I got a McDonald's coupon I clipped here. Five nineteen would have got me one coffee, one egg McMuffin, and one hash fry. 
So fuck you, McDonald's. I'm sticking with my uh, down and out, uh, whatchamacallit, Whopper, Big Burger, Big Whopper, Burger King. I'm parked in front of a pile of snow. I'm sorry. The highest mound I could find. It is filthy. It is spring snow. I posted I posted a picture on um, Twitter. It's just it's all the snow that they that when they've emptied the parking lot. We had a lot of snow this winter. And it just gets piled into one mound. And, of course, all the grime and all the shit and everything else that's with the snow is just on the surface. So you're not looking at fluffy white snow. You're looking at a, a, a pile of rocky, filthy ice. But, uh, anyway, it's, 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 it's kind of fun. I'm in a happy place here. It's raining. And that's another... I always get that cozy feeling when it's raining. Uh, pardon me. I'm going to have another bite. Sorry, uh, Candace, but... You're wise enough not to listen, so there you go. Um, so, today, everything has gone well. I mean, certainly it's not even 10 o'clock, but what a great start to the day. Um, I knew last night, I had that blood test this morning. I booked it a week ago because I'd have to fast, and so you don't want to wait all afternoon. you got to get in the morning. Well, I had to, it took a while to book the damn thing at the local Life Labs here in Markham and Lawrence. And um, so I knew, okay, don't eat anything, you know. Drink water, because they're going to make you pee, too. Uh, drink your water, take your meds. And my wife leaves at 9, get out. I'm sorry, am I boring you? I'm kind of boring myself right now. It's just, it's just the celebration of everything that went well. She had to leave for work, but she said, but I got, but the, the, the car's out of gas. And red empty, showed empty, you know, and she always panics, of course, for good reason. She had things to do today, uh, like get to work. Um, so I said, well, all right, no problem. I don't, I can't have breakfast, so I'll go load your, fill your car up in the morning. So I just drove, it's around the corner from us, Great Essel Station, use my iPhone, bam, get the optimum points added on automatically. I love it, I love it. Just tap your phone, there's your, your car's full of gas. The only thing is, it had a really nice seal when I had the hose in the tank. And I couldn't tell when it was full, and it just kept going until I watched it sort of spill out down the side of the car and onto the pavement at my feet. So I went maybe a little bit far on that one. Uh, so that wasn't perfect, but hey, I can live with those mistakes, you know. It didn't burst into flame or anything and embalm me or, you know, whatever. Embalm me with flame? I don't think that's right. But anyway, you know what I mean. There was no ugly picture. Nothing happened. I made a point of not telling the alcohol about it because I... She would worry, you know, she'd smell it, and then she'd worry that it was going to burst into flames. So I just kept quiet about my little overfill. And then as soon as she left, ma'am, get the car. And I'm, I'm getting really good at getting out the front door with the big walker, the four-wheel walker, and knowing how to lock it and hold it and get the garage door open, get the car backed out, and everything that is involved, these extra steps, it's getting easier and easier uh, to the point where I could drive right up to uh, the blood lab and get done. And now here I am having a happy time with my happy meal, my breakfast. Good station in the background.
nice change. It's a local um, CUIT or CIUT, the university station. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. My friend, the Nova Scotia guy, sent me a link for um, really some good guitar playing. And I listen, and I'm just not, I'm not really into guitar all that much. Forgive me if you are. Um, but the backbeat, the drums and the backbeat, and here it's the beat that gets me. This is what's, this is what talks to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't beat that. about you? Does that do anything for you? I'm enjoying my coffee. This time I got warm milk. It's good coffee. Um, tomorrow I go for my physio. Ben giving us close your eyes. It's been a pleasure musically serving you. Wind down the show. We got one more left from Everything About the Girl. Everything About the Girl is a good title. So um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna wind down there. I think we're done. Yeah, tomorrow I do my first physio session. Big another assessment. This is the place I've been, the uh, Falls Prevention Clinic, where I've been three times. This will be my third round through. It's a series of about eight weeks, and uh, they're very good. But uh, man. And then Monday, neurologist to find out. So you'll have to wait till next week's podcast to hear what happened when my when I met my neurologist. What are the options for me here? And I just see already there's still a backlog of pre-COVID surgeries. Uh, listen, I did. I did write something down from my book. I think I might have tweeted it. I'm, I'm happy with the three books I got. Now, the one by um, uh, Mrs. 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 Obama, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have the feeling it's really aimed at young black teenage girls uh, more than me. And that's okay. It's a lot of just advice about getting through the tough times. It's The thing is, I, I love it because I love her <laughs> and Barrack. And what an example they set compared to the absolute filthy fucking pig who came in after them disgusting america shame 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 on the whole fucking country for letting that man be your president the um, that fucking guy who may or may not i don't think he'll ever see any jail time they wouldn't allow it just too much fuss but anyway um they were good people and they did their best and they tried and they set an example and so i just you know it's i'm not it's not i wanted a little more of the dirt on what it was like day to day you know being the wife of the president that's probably in her first biography first book this one is just how to get through life and some good tips and so it's okay now uh, the other one the sort of psychology one uh the positive psychology of synchronicity that's kind of interesting uh and i'm working on it he's a little oh, he's a little into iffy iffy land but still um you know it's uh, it's okay it's okay do you want did you want the news highlights man in Hollywood as bittersweet and complicated. No, I don't know. 
Let's try. We haven't done this for a while. This is CBC News. From CBC Toronto, it is 10 o'clock. Good morning. I'm Jill Dempsey. It is 7 degrees. We expect a high of 9 with light rain falling in the city. Highway 401 is closed in both directions between Greater Napanee and Belleville. This after a three-vehicle crash that left one person dead and another injured. The highway is shut down between Marysville Road exit and the Shannonville Road exit as police... so stupid. As soon as there's a death, they shut down the whole highway. Busiest highway in the country. Just take the pictures and get out of there. Don Valley North MP Han Dong defended himself in front of his parents. You don't care. I don't care. So, damn. These tater tots are great when they're hot, not so good when they're cold. Um, so anyway, yeah. So we were. I was going to read a quote uh, from um, this book. Yeah. How about how about just this one? This I'm going to end on this. Individual consciousness is a manifestation of an undivided, universal consciousness providing providing the universe. And what the fuck? Okay. Anyway, the concept of it, we're all connected, and we just have to tune into it. I, I, I buy that. I really do buy that. Scarborough, dude, I know I'm, I'm wandering here. Um, maybe this is more of a disappointing ending to you, but for me, it was. it's kind of fun, sitting in the rain. I, I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling like that, like a kid. I feel safe and secure. And that, that's a good feeling. And you, you gotta, you gotta just take, you know, take the little, the little joys, the little bits of happiness that you can find during a day, and and uh, you know, squeeze the hell out of them. Scarborough dude, signing off from uh, <laughs> outside the Burger King in Scarborough. Bye for now.